Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Now, nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter of a tank of gas if you're lucky. You know what it will get you, though? For just $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today, and if you do it today, you save an additional 50% off your first month. They use the same 5G network, same cell towers as the big carriers, and most families saving close to $1,000 a month. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, that's Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. Hey, warmer days remind us of fond summer memories. Now you can make those moments year-round with a Michael Phelps swim spa by our friends at Master Spas, and that combines the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool. Now Master Spas technology is incredible with LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful water jets installed in just one day. You're going to love it. Proudly made in America. Use the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. That's masterspas.com for up to $1,000 off. You can exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust, masterspas.com. And hour two, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. Our number, you want to be a part of the program. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, uh, Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, laying out his... Uh, his and announcing his impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden, the Biden family syndicate. And um, he said, we'll go where the evidence takes us. Uh, And anyway, he laid out the case. Here's what he said. You know, the months that we were gone in the weeks, House Republicans have uncovered serious and credible allegations into President Biden's conduct. Taken together, These allegations paint a picture of a culture of corruption. Now, here's what we know so far. Through our investigations, we have found that President Biden did lie to the American people about his own knowledge of his family's foreign business dealings. Eyewitnesses have testified that the president joined on multiple phone calls and had multiple interactions, dinners, resulted in cars and millions of dollars into his sons and his sons' business partners. We know that bank records show that nearly $20 million in payments were directed to the Biden family members and associates through various shale companies. The Treasury Department alone has more than 150 transactions involving the Biden family and other business associates that were flagged as suspicious activity by U.S. banks. Even a trusted has alleged a bribe to the Biden family. Biden used his official office to coordinate with Hunter Biden's business partners about Hunter's role in Burisma, a Ukrainian energy company. 
Finally, despite these serious allegations, it appears that the president's family has been offered special treatment by Biden's own administration. Treatment that not otherwise would have received if they were not related to the president. These are allegations of abuse of power, obstruction, and corruption. And they warrant further investigation by the House of Representatives. All right, joining us now is Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene is with us. Uh, Congresswoman, welcome back. How are you? I'm doing well, Sean. Thank you for having me on. All right, let's get first your reaction to this. Uh, You had even said on issues involving budgetary matters, unless there was such an inquiry, you aren't going there. Absolutely not. The American people have made it clear. Over 61% of Americans believe Joe Biden is involved in his son Hunter's business dealings and is guilty of high crimes and misdemeanors. This raises the bar. Uh, but I am very excited uh, that, that our speaker, Kevin McCarthy, announced the impeachment inquiry this morning and that we've started that process. And I think this allows Congress to do the right thing, to look for the truth, uh, to show transparency and uncover corruption for the American people. And then we can diligently work at the same time going towards the September 30th deadline to fund the government. Now, we'll also have on later in the program your colleague, Matt Gates, who took to the floor earlier today and announced that, uh, in fact, uh, he's demanding that Speaker McCarthy have votes on term limits, balanced budget, uh, come up with the the 12 budgets that are necessary in, in 11 days, I think is when they when the clock runs out and to have a individual appropriations bills considered and the full release of the January 6th tapes and spending cuts to no spending cuts to raise the debt limit. Uh, what's your reaction to him talking about vacating the chair? I, I am completely against the motion to vacate. I, I think that is the wrong move. We, we are not even a year into our majority and we've been working hard. Our committees have done incredible work on our investigation, Ways and Means, Judiciary Committee, the committee I serve on oversight. Uh, my other committees, Homeland, has done an incredible job. And the COVID committee, we are working very hard there as well. Um, so I think that we need to keep working on our appropriation bills. We have 11 of them left. And hopefully we can try to get those passed if we work overtime towards September 30th. Now, on, on some of the issues he talked about, I'm co-sponsors on that, those bills. I co-sponsor the term limits bill. I've co-sponsored a balanced budget. Those are things that I would love to see our conference do, but to call for a motion to vacate right after our speaker announces an impeachment inquiry, I think is excessive, and I think that's the wrong direction. Well, he says there's been no vote. Is there a scheduled vote, or have you talked to the speaker about scheduling votes on these issues? I, I'd have to talk to the whip team. You know, everyone needs to remember the speaker doesn't run every single part of our conference. As a matter of fact, some of our appropriation bills are still stuck in committees, and it's up to those committees to push those out so we can vote on them. And as far as scheduling bills to the floor, we have other people in leadership that are, that are involved in that as well. It, it takes a team to run Congress. Um, we do have a speaker, but he doesn't do every single job in the entire conference. 
I've looked at this this issue involving the Biden family syndicate, and I've interviewed Jim Jordan and James Comer numerous times. You know, starting out with what the speaker said, Joe Biden lied repeatedly when he said that he never spoke to his son Hunter or his brother or anybody for that matter about his foreign business dealings. He said it as a candidate. He said it as a president. Devin Archer testified that, in fact, that there are at least 20 meetings that he knows of where Joe Biden was on a speakerphone talking to Hunter Biden and Hunter's business associates. Uh, There were dinners with oligarchs. Uh, foreign business partners like the former first lady of of Moscow. Uh, she did three and a half million dollars in one transaction and invested another one hundred and twenty million in, in a different transaction. Uh, and and Joe met and 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 had dinner with two oligarchs that we know of at Cafe Milano. Um, then, of course, you have the timeline involving Burisma, which I think is very damning to the entire Biden family, but more specifically to Joe Biden. And that is that it became official Obama administration policy in October of 2015 that they would, in fact, give Ukraine a billion in loan guarantees because they, after an interagency analysis, they had determined that they had made enough progress on the issue of corruption that warranted that billion in loan guarantees. Uh, Then we go to December 4th of 2015, the same year, Joe Biden he gets on the phone with Hunter Biden and Burisma executives there in Dubai. Uh, this is at the time where we know from from emails, et cetera, that the Burisma executives were panicked about Victor Shokin, who was the prosecutor investigating the oil and gas giant Burisma, which, of course, was paying Hunter, who admitted he had no experience in energy, oil, gas or Ukraine, uh, a fortune. And five days later, he went to Ukraine and, and and he now infamously leveraged a billion taxpayer dollars to get a prosecutor fired in six hours. And as a result of that decision, Hunter Biden continued to get enriched. He continued to get paid for a job in which he had no experience. The, which the speaker mentioned suspicious activity reports. The speaker mentioned uh, shell corporations. Uh, James Comer has talked at length about nine specific Biden family members that were paid you know, massive amounts of money. We're talking about tens and tens of millions of dollars here, uh, Congresswoman. What do you call it? I call this corruption at the highest level. And here's what I meant. Is is it corruption or is it bribery? Is it money laundering? What is it? I think it's all of the above. And you laid it out perfectly, just like I'm sure you have countless times for all of your listeners and viewers. And that's why they watch your show and listen to you on the radio because you tell them the truth and you get the information out, which our mainstream media doesn't do. And there's many Americans that don't know the truth and don't know the story. Never forget, 51 intelligence committee um, community members signed their name to a lie in a letter saying the Hunter Biden laptop wasn't even real and it was Russian disinformation. This is why our impeachment inquiry is so important. We have to take as long as we need to to dig as deep as we need to go, not only to investigate the crimes of Joe Biden and his family, where they've gotten rich, raking in tens of millions of dollars by selling out his power for who knows how long. And he's been in Washington over 50 years. But I think something is it something more important is at stake, Sean. And I think you'll understand this so quickly because you've been on top of this this story for so many years. 
We need to uncover every single corrupt member of each agency that has been involved in the cover-up, the cover-up of these crimes that has propelled Joe Biden to the highest seat of power in our land. And I think that is worth investigating. And I think that's what this inquiry will uncover is those names. And the American people deserve to know who those unelected bureaucrats are that are getting paid with their hard-earned tax dollars to cover up the crimes of the president of the United States. All right, quick break. More with Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene on the other side. And uh, also we'll check in with Florida Congressman Matt Gates. Uh, who's battling Speaker McCarthy. Uh, what, now we have to the end of the month, only, I guess, 11 working days now until Republicans can come up with 11 appropriations bills. We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to your calls. 800-941-SEAN as we continue. Exposing terrorism and supporting America's freedom. Sean Hannity is on Hey, if you're a homeowner, when's the last time you checked the title on your home? Now, if the answer is never, well, you need to know about a fast-growing scam that the FBI is calling house stealing. And here's the thing. They don't just want your house. They're after all the equity in your house. Now, a scammer will forge your signature on a transfer document stating that you sold your home to them and that they're the new owner when you didn't. They're going to take out loans using your equity as collateral. Then guess what? They disappear, leaving you with a financial and a legal nightmare. It's up to you to protect your home with triple lock title protection from home title lock. Lock number one, 24-7 title monitoring service. Lock two, urgent alerts of any title changes at all. Lock number three, title restoration help if the worst of the worst happens. Start today. Check on the status of your home when you go to HomeTitleLock.com. Then register your address for 30 free days of protection. Just go to HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code Sean. We continue now with Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene is with us. When we have your colleague Matt Gates on at the bottom of the half hour, who is now talking about a vote to vacate the chair and previously discussed even partnering with Democrats uh, to replace Speaker McCarthy, um, and he's going to bring up the issues that I had mentioned, votes on term limits, a balanced budget, appropriations bills, January 6 tapes released, uh, no spending cut to raise the, the debt limit, um, and then the whole issue of the budget and whether or not Republicans will close down the government or allow the government to be closed down and insist on real budgets or whether a continuing resolution occurs. I mean... What are we going to do on September 30th? Do you have any idea? And what is your answer to him when when he says these votes haven't taken place? Well, first of all, Matt is a dear friend of mine, and he is a great ally of mine. We work together on many things, and, and I know we will always continue to, to do that. We're also President Trump's greatest defenders in the House of Representatives, and we are working very hard to reelect President Trump in 2024. Uh, so I talk to Matt almost every single day. That's really easy for me. He and I support the same things. Of course, I support the same bills that he wants. I'm a co-sponsor for those things. I have my own red lines in the sand when it comes to funding. I will not vote to fund any more COVID insanity for masks, 
vaccine mandates or new vaccines. COVID is over, and even Joe Biden signed a resolution stating so. I will not fund a war in Ukraine. We need peace in that country, and we need to be defending our own borders to stop the murder of 300 Americans every single day and the cartel billion-dollar industry of human trafficking and drug trafficking. And I will not fund a weaponized government. Jack Smith's special counsel, uh, the, the arrest of Joe Biden's top political opponent, Donald Trump, our former president and current top presidential contender going into 2024, and all the, the persecution of, of anyone that the Biden administration doesn't agree with. They're using the DOJ as a campaign arm. We cannot fund those things. So Matt and, our, Matt and I are aligned on many, many issues. But I would so, but if the Republicans are fighting themselves on the issue of McCarthy and maybe the timing and, and maybe some specific disagreements about, I mean, I might assume that there's going to be some moderates that would prefer a CR. They don't want the pressure of being blamed for a government shutdown, even though we both know the government never shuts down. That's a big lie and it's a big scare tactic. Um, that is a scary so how do, how do Republicans thread that needle with such a tiny majority? I think we have to get in the room and we got to work it out. And, and that's what you do in any situation. You know, I ran a very successful construction company for almost 25 years. And whenever we hit a bump in the road or a problem, we got in the room and we figured it out or got out on the job site and looked at the real problems and we found a solution and we fixed it. And that's what Republicans have to do here in the House, and I believe we're capable of doing it. I'm glad we're back in session. I hope we can work hard to get our appropriation bills done and done correctly. We shouldn't be in fear of Chuck Schumer in the Senate or, or the White House because Democrat policies are, are crushing Americans right now. They can't afford their groceries. They can't afford their bills. They, they can't afford anything, and they're maxing out their credit cards at record high numbers just to get by month to month. We have nothing to fear of Bidenomics. Bidenomics is destroying America. What we got to do is we got to roll up our sleeves and we got to get to work. But I'll tell you right now, a motion to vacate will not stick. And, and I don't think that we should ever work with Democrats, especially Eric Swalwell or AOC, to accomplish anything in the House because we know what exactly those people are. They're communist Democrats and they don't serve America at all. Marjorie Taylor Green, appreciate you being with us. Uh, thank you. 800-941-SHAWN, our number, if you want to be a part of the program. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand. On America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. 
Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour. Toll free. Our number is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. want to remind you, here it is the day after 9-11, 22 years later, born from the tragedy of that day, 9-11-01, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. They have been delivering on their promise to do good, to never forget the sacrifices 
of America's greatest heroes, all those people that put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities, heroes like uh, Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant uh, Dustin DeMonte, after responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds, and in his case, he left behind his expectant wife and two children. Now, thanks to the generosity of people like you, because they can't do it without us, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting them of that financial burden. As his loved ones were mourning the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child that he would never meet. So many families need help. Please help America's heroes, their young families. Join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, their mission to do good in their honor. And donate now. They're asking all of us, and we hope all of you will join us here at Team Hannity and commit to $11 a month so this great work can continue. Just go to the Tunnel to Towers website, the letter T, the number 2, the letter T.org, the letter T, the number 2, the letter T.org for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. All right, we just had Marjorie Taylor Greene on, and uh, she had nice things to say about our next guest. We'll get to in a second. Matt Gates, congressman from Florida, um, who gave this speech, which we discussed uh, in the last half hour uh, on the House floor today. On this very floor in January, the whole world witnessed a historic contest for House Speaker. I rise today to serve notice. Mr. Speaker, you are out of compliance with the agreement that allowed you to assume this role. The path forward for the House of Representatives is to either bring you into immediate total compliance or remove you pursuant to a motion to vacate the chair. We have had no vote on term limits or on balanced budgets as the agreement demanded and required. There's been no full release of the January 6th tapes. As you promised, there has been insufficient accountability for the Biden crime family. And instead of cutting spending to raise the debt limit, you relied on budgetary gimmicks and rescissions so that you ultimately ended up serving as the valet to underwrite Biden's debt and advance his spending agenda. Mr. Speaker, you boasted in January that we would use the power of the subpoena and the power of the purse. But here we are, eight months later, and we haven't even sent the first subpoena to Hunter Biden. That's how you know that the rushed and you know, somewhat rattled performance you just saw from the Speaker isn't real. I know that Washington isn't a town where people are known for keeping their word. Well, Speaker McCarthy, I'm here to hold you to yours. All right, joining us now, Florida Congressman Matt Gates is with us. Uh, sir, welcome back to the program. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Sean. Okay, so let's let's get into this in, in great specificity and detail. And I, I just had Marjorie Taylor Greene on, very complimentary of you, does not agree with where you're taking this, which would be a motion to vacate. Um, why, if, if Jim, are, are you not happy with Jim Jordan and James Comer's handling of their respective investigations for example the house oversight committee that's comer's committee investigating the biden family syndicate the judiciary committee jordan's committee are investigating the how the fbi and doj have been weaponized how the uh and politicized and uh are you and and now of course we have the impeachment inquiry announcement today uh both things by the way jordan and comer have been asking speak the speaker mccarthy to do which they have now done and he laid out the reasons why are you not happy with the speed of this or the progress of this 
I am not happy with the speed of this. Uh, Jim Jordan and James Comer have done great work, but they've been handcuffed worse than David Weiss, the Delaware U.S. attorney who wasn't able to take action against Hunter Biden. I believe if Jim Jordan and... Well, let me slow you down. I've talked to both of them. They're happy with the progress that they've made, even though there's been, as you know, a lot of obfuscation, obstruction, lack of cooperation to get suspicious activity reports, the 1023 form, other information that has been necessary for their investigation. Then you tell me why we haven't sent a subpoena to Hunter Biden. I guess no, I I agree with you. I, well, this is gone. Then you tell me why Hunter Biden hadn't gotten a subpoena because there's no logical explanation for that. James Comer announced that in the last week and a half that he's going to be subpoenaing the Biden family members. I agree with you. How many times have politicians, you know, not come through with that? Like, how many times did Lindsey Graham go on your program and say that he was going to be the chairman of the Judiciary Committee and he was going to call in Hunter Biden? Hunter Biden was going to be in the witness chair. Let, let's stay focused on the House. I'm asking, do you not believe James Comer means it when he says he's now going to subpoena Biden family members? Because I'm pretty convinced that he's going to do so. It's been eight months, Sean. It's, you know, I love Jamie Comer. I think he's a really smart guy, but there's no excuse for the eight months delay. And you know what? Because they do fight them, because you do have to go to court sometimes, the eight months delay that we've already self-inflicted on ourselves may turn out to be dispositive. They may get away with it, just like Hillary got away with it, because we spent our time fiddling like Nero as Rome burned. And it- See, I tend to agree with you. I don't think there's any excuse at this point not to send out these subpoenas. I, I, I think the time has certainly come. And the next time I have James Comer on, I will ask him. Uh, however, it's taken them a while to get enough material to, to lead up and enough evidence and enough testimony, including Devin Archer's, to get to the point where they have really, really specific questions now for Hunter that they didn't have at the beginning of their investigation. you got to concede that point. Then you bring him in again, Sean. That, that, they've made that argument to me. And you know, Well, now's the time. I agree. They need to subpoena him. I would do it today. Right. So th- there's that, but I don't want th- that, that. I don't want to over torque just the oversight features of my grievance. It's also about the money and the spending. And you and I talk about this frequently. We promised individual single subject spending bills, and September 30th didn't move on the calendar. It didn't appear on a new day this year. We knew it was it was coming, and we didn't get ready to have the programmatic review of how this government weaponizes and spends money. So now you got McCarthy and our folks in leadership wanting us to vote for a continuing resolution. And a continuing resolution funds Jack Smith's election interference. And any Republican that is willing to keep funding Jack Smith's election interference isn't worth their salt. And we ought to reject wholeheartedly any effort at a continuing resolution of the Biden government and Jack Smith. So let me ask you what what the strategy ought to be, but we've got to also look at the reality of what you're dealing with. You've got a four-seat majority, and also, let's be honest, you have rhino Republicans that are part of your coalition, correct? We both agree on that? Yeah, and and part of our leadership. Okay, so my question to you is, if, if you can't get enough Republicans to vote for the budget and stand firm on a strategy... That, for example, which was one that I would agree with and push, and that is to force government to rein in their reckless spending. And I agree with you on the budgets. I think you passed one out of the 12. Well, you got 11 days to do the other budgets. I don't think that's really enough time unless they really have done the legwork leading up to this, and I'm not sure they have. Who 
So, well, so here's but here's my specific question: How do you navigate a caucus that has all these disparate groups? You've got the Freedom Caucus, which I support probably the most. You've got the Tuesday group. You got the Study group. You got the Rhino group. You got you know you got all these disparate groups. How do you get? How do you get Republicans first to come up with an agreement and a strategy? That's to me seems to be what you all have to do, because it's my belief, Matt, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, that you're going to win together or lose together, and there'll be no in-between. Uh, no, we, we certainly rise and fall together, which is why I think we need to be focused. Here's the way you do the coalition building that is necessary. You have to have single-subject bills with open amendments. That way, everybody from the most conservative to the most liberal Republican can offer their ideas and have them voted on. And the good news, Sean, is we actually did this with the immigration bill that we passed. It was terrific. Uh, unfortunately, the Senate won't take it up. We should force it into the budget. We also did it on our national defense bill. And so on, on non-spending bills, we've had the courage to have open amendments. And then guess what? Sometimes we only pass them by one or two votes. But by golly, we've been passing major, you know, bills like that of the House. Unfortunately, when it comes to spending, the lobbyists and the special interests want all this stuff bundled up at the very end and tied together and log rolled so that you don't get the reductions that the American people are demanding and that we promised. So if we treated the spending bills like we treated the defense bill, I think that we could achieve the coalition that you rightly identify as critical. See, I don't I don't fear a government shutdown. And let me just give everybody the reality that this is an issue that is often demagogued by Washington swamp creatures as if this is the worst thing in the world when the government shuts down. First of all, the government never shuts down. Essential services always are going to be funded. Our military, they're going to work every day. Uh, Social Security checks, Medicare checks, all of that continues to be fully funded, etc., so and usually what ends up happening is a lot of people that work for the swamp, they end up getting a free vacation and get paid in the end. They'll get back pay. Am I wrong about that? No, you're, you're right, Sean. And remember, out of the House, we passed a single veterans bill. It is my hope this week we'll pass a defense bill. And, you know, if we could shut this entire economy down for months, uh, I certainly think we could shut down the Department of Education and the Department of Labor for a few weeks. Uh, and I would suggest forever but uh, we could shut down some of those as we sort through the individual spending bills. That's how the swamp gets away with it. The reason I want to change Washington is because going forward forever, I want to do this in a more adult and disciplined way, not the way that just has everybody throw their hands up in the air around Christmas time. All right, so this sounds like a noble fight. Now let's talk about how do you get there and do you have the support to make this happen? Here's what I know. I put in the deal in January with McCarthy that he had to give us votes on term limits, that he had to give us single-subject spending bills, that he had to give us votes on a balanced budget. And if he doesn't do those things, the only tool we have left is a motion to vacate. Now, what- right, you're, you're kind of skipping around a little bit, and I discussed all those issues that you had mentioned in your speech today. Term limits, balanced budget, uh, individual appropriations bills, full release of J6 tapes, no spending cut to raise the debt limit i brought up all of them my question is very specific though how do you get the coalition just on the budget issue first how do how does a coalition now build and do you think it's doable i do think it's doable if we have open amendments because then 
people get to see whether or not their ideas are being just shuttled away by virtue of the leadership or what. Uh, okay, is, is there agreement on open amendments? Uh, I I do believe that we have made major progress on that, and I'd give the speaker some credit on that, but you can't have amendments to bills that don't exist yet, and these bills should have existed previously. And, Sean, you know what? It's going to be hard, and there are going to be some bills that go down. You know, in in, uh, both parties, there's this theory that you can never put a bill on the floor that might lose because it would embarrass you. And we've got to get over that. One way to build the coalition is... No, I, I like putting everybody on record where they stand. I disagree completely with that strategy. I want people on record, and I want them, even if you lose the, that particular battle, you can win the war because then you can run on it, and they have to defend it. That's exactly what we did on the defense bill with DEI. There were about 10 Republicans who voted to keep features of DEI in the defense bill. Now, my amendment didn't pass, but then I didn't vote against the defense bill. I took the wins that we had acquired to, to really put our military back on the right track. And I think that's the type of teamwork that we can engender. Okay, so where are you in terms of discussions with the disparate groups that I mentioned? Well, I, I, I do what I can to lay out an argument and communicate with them. Uh, I've been in different districts all across the country, from Los Angeles, California, to Arizona, to Florida. And, you know, the American people right now don't believe the Republicans in Congress are fighting hard enough. And I think I may have a rare window of opportunity to work to bring people together now that folks have heard that feedback from their districts uh, during the month of August. And now I think it's time to really get to work. It's, it's time to give people hope and inspiration and show them action. And, uh, you know, maybe here's the big question, though. Will, will will every member of the caucus be willing to do the same? I hope. And, and I'm just talking about process, not whether you win or lose the the argument and and whether or not the your 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 vision wins i want to know if the republicans are going to unite in the fight i sure hope so but there has to be a fight worth winning if you play stupid games you win stupid prizes and dithering about as we have for eight months isn't going to cut it anymore i can't speak for every member of the conference obviously but i'm trying to be the best example of a fighting congressman for my district that I can, and I, and I think that others uh, should see the value in the procedural reforms and in the substantive actions. That and where are you with Speaker McCarthy now? Because, you know, you threatened to vacate the chair today, so and that you even threatened, I think, to partner with Democrats to do so and remove him as Speaker, and maybe you'll be successful at that. If that's the case, where do you end up? Well, probably off of his Christmas card list. Well, forget about that part. Where does the, where does the Republican majority end up with a democratic speaker well, no of course not we'll have to reconstitute look in any type of coalition government when the coalition dissolves you have to put it back together again and we've seen that in parliamentary systems around the world ours is obviously different but the coalition that kevin mccarthy has with house conservatives is dependent on him coming into compliance we're giving him the opportunity to immediately come into compliance with the deal he made. By the way, Sean, I By the way, I, I think he should schedule votes on term limits and a balanced budget and have the individual appropriations bills and, and no spending cut to raise the debt limit. I, I agree with all of that. Right. So, so Kevin McCarthy should as well. And if he does, then I think we'll be on better footing going forward. Matt Gates, always love having you. Thank you. Uh, Florida Congressman Matt Gates, 800-941-SHAWN, our number. Quick break, right back.
Great for mainstream media fake news edits. This is the Sean Hannity Show. Let me come back, by the way. We'll check in with Eric Schmidt, Senator Missouri. Uh, and we've got some updates on big tech and, and other issues we're going to talk about. And a big win he had in court this weekend. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.